Hello and welcome to a Friday evening episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, today we have some uh, news to get to, some unfortunate bad news it looks like coming out of uh, Sunrise, Florida with John Marino. We're going to have some mail ba- mailbag questions uh, coming today. We have uh, well, a lot more than last week, that's for sure. Um, and we're going to preview the game against the Florida Panthers. Also talk about saw some potential trade scenarios out there that um, ESPN was floating around with uh, Jason Zucker and a few others. Eric Engels talked about um, Tomas Tatar today. Uh, he writes for the Canadians in Montreal. We'll get to that. So yeah, let's just get on into it. So um, some really, it looked like this morning it was still good news on John Marino. All the beat writers are saying, yep, he's probably going to play tomorrow. They're just holding him out as a precaution. Mike Sullivan said after practice, we held him out just for precautionary reasons to get more testing. Oh yeah, la-di-da, perfectly fine. Well, until um, Dejan uh, Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports tweeted out that he's been told bad news that apparently John Marino um, has broken three bones in his cheek. So it sounds like he's, he's fractured three fractures in his cheek. Not sure if it's the right or left. <clears throat> and he's going to have to have surgery on it and potentially miss some time. So um, that's not good. And then Matt Densel, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he confirmed it that he is going to have to have surgery. Um, yeah, like I just said, that's not good, folks. That is not good at all. Um, he's probably been their best defensive defenseman this season. Um, when Brian Dumoulin is not in the lineup, of course. I mean, when when they're both in the lineup, I think Dumoulin does... Uh, he's he's a better shots of pressure, um, better possession, and all that. Better in, in his own zone. But John Marino is not far behind. Um, he's he's been carrying the load lately, playing all these top four minutes. This is going to be a major loss for the Penguins. Um, he's great. He drives possession. Like I said, he's so great in his own zone. And, and the thing is, like when people talk about John Marino, I, some, like I tweeted yesterday, someone was telling me like the other day, like. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have John Marino in my top ten for my uh, Calder Trophy vote. I'm like, are you on drugs? Or, or, or like, what? Like, just this is going to be a monster loss if this turns out to be true, and when Mike, if Mike Sullivan uh, confirms it tomorrow, uh, which is when the Penguins play in Sunrise. Uh, May even he scored a goal last night for the Penguins. He just he moves the puck so flawlessly up the ice. He defends odd man rushes like he's been doing it for basically his whole career. Like, like he, ne- just, he never misses a beat. You could probably put him on the top pairing with Chris Letang, and I'm sure he would be fine. Um, it's just this this cannot be understated how just how much of a loss this would be for the Penguins. Now that's t- their best two defensive defensemen, two of their overall best defensemen. We still don't know when Brian Dumoulin is coming back. I don't even know if he's been on skating. Um, Josh Yowie had a mailbag on the Athletic today. He said... Probably by the end of February, we're probably going to see Brian Dumoulin back in the lineup. But, <clears throat> excuse me, he still hasn't really be- begun skating yet, which is kind of just it's kind of scary to think about. But there is there could be maybe some good news. You know, obviously I'm no medical expert here, um, but I mean, depending on maybe the severity of the injury, could he maybe just play a week or two after with a full cage mask on? I'm not really sure how that would go. Maybe someone could like ask Mike Sullivan about that because. I mean, I know completely different situation, but Zendano Chara of all people played with a full mask of a broken jaw. I think in the playoffs or towards the end of the regular season. Um, I still can't believe he did that, though. That's a worse injury, I think, than a broken cheekbone. I think a broken jaw is. <clears throat> I don't even think you can really move your mouth with that. But I don't really know if you can move your mouth with that injury. Like I said, I'm no medical expert, but I'm um, interested to see if someone could ask Sullivan about that to see if um. 
uh, he could potentially do that. But if he can't do that, you know, we might be looking at something. When I looked at all, we might be looking at something in around six weeks. So um, I think that might put uh, maybe a defenseman on Jim Rutherford's list now for the trade deadline. I'm not really sure um, if he has much of a choice. We're going to get to that with the mailbag um, coming up in the next segment. And in the segment after that, we're going to preview the game against the Panthers. But yeah, folks, that was just was unfortunate. You know, Brian Russ was also not on the ice today for practice, but that's no big deal. It's a maintenance day. I mean, usually when players have maintenance days, I think they're they're kind of going through like something small. So I'm sure Rust is a little dinged up, but you know, nothing uh, too severe where it's going to um, keep him out of the lineup or anything. But yeah, with that now, so definitely Yuso Rikula is going to draw back into the lineup. I mean, he should have been in the lineup anyway, even with John Reno on uh, in because it keeps the lefty-righty thing, which Mike Sullivan and Jim Rutherford have preached from the end of last regular, uh, the end of the last year's playoff sweep to the Islanders to this year's season. They, it, it was literally at the end of the uh, year press conference where Jim Rutherford said he loves having a lefty-righty um, like just combination on each pairing. But, you know, it's good to see Ricola um, at least getting back in, though obviously not at the expense of hope of having John Marino out long-term. Because honestly, uh, Ricola's possession, I think this year, um, has not been um, that bad, I don't think. Uh, I can actually look it up right now um, on Hockey Reference uh, just real uh, real quick. His, possess- his possession this year, yeah, I mean, la- last year it was at 45%. This year it's at 52 Um, And that's an only... 28 games playing, so he's not been a possession drag like he was last year. Um, he's and for the most of his games this year, he's played pretty well. I thought, you know, he's been able to move the puck up the ice very effectively. He's been pretty decent in his own zone. Um, I think he deserves the nod on that side over Chad Ruido when everyone is fully healthy because it just it doesn't make any sense to play Chad Ruido on his offside, especially with Justin Schultz, who well we we talked about very much in depth last night how Schultz is also not. Um, just having a really good season. He also has not really been good for probably the last two to three seasons now, going back to the 2016-17 season, which was his best season, not only um, for the Penguins, but um, for his career. I think he had, like, what, 50 points that year and um, was playing as a number one defenseman. Since then, it's been a... It's been a straight nosedive. Is that, is that what that is? But, yeah, everyone just... Yeah, not really good injury news for the Penguins. Uh, they just can't seem to catch a break. It's just ridiculous. It's the boy. It's sickening. It's it's whatever you really want to call it. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm not Jim Rutherford can't be pleased with this news. Uh, now he's maybe going to have to go out and get a defenseman. Like I said, we're going to talk about that coming up. But yeah, just I, I've run out of words to say about the Penguins injury situation. Hopefully Dominic Cahoon comes back when they come home from the uh, <clears throat> excuse me from the uh, Florida trip. Um, looks like he's been skating a lot on his own, so he's probably going to be joining practice, I'd say, soon, hopefully from a concussion. Still no word on Bukestad and Dumoulin. They, they're doing stuff off the ice, but hopefully they can get back on the ice soon with the team because, boy, um, the Penguins are dearly missing Brian Dumoulin right now. Uh, they miss him. Yeah, they just they miss him, and they're going to miss Sean Marino too um, if, that, if those reports are true because the Penguins – usually the Penguins' Twitter account will announce when a player has had surgery, and they'll say, oh, he'll miss this amount of time. So it hasn't been announced yet. I'm sure we'll get an announcement, though, from Mike Sullivan tomorrow, um, either after the morning skate if they have one, or right before the game. Usually he talks if it's a 7 p.m. star. Usually he talks around 5 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, should be around there. So either after the morning skate or around 5 p.m. is when we will get the official update um, from Mike Sullivan on John Moreno. So, you know, keep your fingers crossed right now, but it does not um, look good to uh, say the least.
All right. So for this segment, of course, we're going to do the mailbag questions. I tweeted out on both the Twitter accounts on my official Twitter and the Locked On Penguins Twitter. So thank you guys so much for um, asking some questions. So Clark, uh, King Clarky, he always I really um, he always likes to ask questions on the, for the podcast. Maybe I'll have them on here at some point. So of course, ESPN had the report today. Uh, not really the report. They had trade scenarios of um, you know what they would want to see at the deadline, and Emily Kaplan had. Uh, basically, the Penguins getting Jason Zucker for Philip Hollander, one of the Penguins' uh, blue-chip prospects, in a second-round pick in next year's draft. Remember, folks, the uh, Penguins do not have their second-round pick in this year's draft. They traded it um, along. Well, they actually, yeah, they gave the, uh, their second-round pick uh, for, to, for, to get Vegas to take Marc-Andre Fleury in the expansion draft. They did us a favor, and we just sent a pick for it. So we do not have this year's pick. Um, and in reference to that question, Clark, um, I, I think, yes, I think I would make that call if I were Jim Rutherford. Um, I know Hollander is, um, pretty good. I think a lot of people would want to keep him. I mean, but the thing is, you would be keeping Poulin, Legary, and Kalen Addison, who I think, I don't think the Penguins should touch Kalen Addison. I think he should be an untouchable Penguin prospect. He's probably the only one that should be untouchable. Um, I would still do it because I think he would get, what, three years of Zucker. And, I mean, I think... Hollander has actually been hurt a lot. I think his some of these prospect seasons. It's kind of uh, getting a little bit of a annoying. I think for some of those teams. I think he's been missing what over ten games um, or more. Some of these last couple seasons. It's just it's getting a little too much. I think. But yeah, I think that would be a trade I would do. You know, I, I mean, Billy, you're not obviously going to fleece Billy Garen. He knows the Penguin system inside and out. But if that were the trade, if Billy Garen said this is what you, and well, I'm like fumbling my words if Jim Rutherford offered this and Billy Garen said yes uh, I would I would do it yeah or, or even if Billy Garen said can we have this I'm sure Jim Rutherford would say yes that's fine because you know I think that's a really really good deal to make <clears throat> I think it's good value for Zucker you're getting three years out of him like you said you're sure you're trading your second round pick but is that guy even going to make the league who knows and then Hollander you know we'll see who knows if he'll even touch Minnesota's roster especially with his um injury concerns um there's a question on the uh, official on the Locked On Penguins page. Uh, the Locked On Ducks podcast actually sent in a question. Um, Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks, thank you um, for this question. And he asks, well, first he says, thank you for Eric Goodbranson. Hey, man, no problem. Thank you for taking him off our uh, cap because that paved the way for John Reno. He asks, who would the Penguins rather face in the first round of the playoffs? The Islanders, the Jackets, the Bunch of Jerks, anyone else? It's a good question. That actually is a very, very good question. I thank you for asking that. Um, I hadn't really put a lot of thought into it, but at this point, man, this is actually kind of tough. Carolina, I still feel like, would give the Penguins a little bit of trouble considering that um, they're just their forwards are really underrated. I like their defense. The only thing that kind of concerns me is their goalie. The Blue Jackets, I think I would probably, you know, the Islanders are just... Uh, there's there's just such a scrappy team that I would rather play the Islanders this year compared to last year because the Islanders are not nearly as good as they were last year, um, especially with um, who's uh, out. Uh, Pelic, yeah, Pelic, I think is the one that's um, out. I think for the season with the Achilles. Um, I think the Jackets. I think I would rather play just because of the big brother little brother thing. Uh, the Penguins have played them uh, twice now in the playoffs. The Penguins have only dropped. I think they've played in 11 playoff games against them. They've only lost uh, three games against the Jackets. Of course, they beat them in six games in 2014. They beat them in five games in 2017. That, oh, you guys forget that game. That series was almost a sweep. Um, 
But, you know, the Jackets also don't have Sergei Bobrovsky in the playoffs anymore. Um, they, they, they're, these two goaltenders that they, they've had this year are playing better than Bobrovsky has. And you know what? That's the reason as to why you don't pay goaltenders that type of money. Um, but I feel like the Penguins would be able to easily match up against the Blue Jackets forwards and defensemen. I know Seth Jones is really, really good. Um, I know Zach Wierenski is really, really good. I know they have David Savard. Um, you know, for their forwards, Gustav Nyquist, Cam Atkinson's the, probably arguably the most underrated player in hockey. I've thought that for a very long time. But you know what? Man? Now they're what they're lacking again is that elite player. They lost Artemi Panarin. They haven't really, um, you know, replaced his production. But you know what? Have they really needed to with the season that they're having? They're getting, they're driven by goaltending. Um, like I said, Gustav Nyquist is having a really good year. Cam Atkinson, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, it's a, it's a, that's a strong team, but I think the Penguins would probably rather face them than the other two teams. Um, I still think the, uh, the Peng, um, if I had to go in order, I think the Islanders will be next up. I mean, it actually is pretty, pretty close. The Islanders will probably be next up. I think the Penguins will be able to beat them and then Carolina, but I think the Penguins will be able to actually beat all three. I just, I think of all the teams, I wouldn't want to see Carolina, um, the, um, the most just because it's the way they, the, the way they play. Um, Nick, uh, Nikki Giordano, Nicole, who, um, she asks, who also is the host of Locked On Capitals, if you could spend one, a day with one athlete, dead or alive, who would you spend it with and what would you both do? Okay, this is probably the, the toughest question I've probably ever been asked for the mailbag uh, for this podcast um, because there's just so many answers, honestly. And, you know, it's probably between Sidney Crosby, Kobe Bryant, um, Mario Lemieux, and that's honestly the list, I would say. Um, man, this is actually really, really, really tough because there's just, there's so many right answers here. Honestly, you know, I'd probably spend it with Mario. Uh, I'd probably spend the day with Mario Lemieux. And what would I do? Um, maybe I'd, uh, go on the ice with him. He'd probably kick my ass in every possible facet of the game of hockey because, um, one, I haven't skated in a while, and even with that, even if I had been skating, he'd probably still uh, date the shit out of me and kick my ass. So, um, and then, you know, after that, um, maybe, uh, I don't know, just <clears throat> go out to um, all the bars, get drunk, and, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh, whatever. Um, that'd be, I, I would love to do that the day after the Penguins win the Cup or on the parade day. That would be the day to do it. Just spend the whole day with Mario Lemieux. And just get shit faced with the team. That would be absolutely hysterical. Um, but just because he just seems like a lot of fun, and he's just obviously, in uh, my opinion, I think the greatest hockey player to ever play the game. Uh, I don't really think that's up for debate either. I think it's uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's Mario and everyone else. Um, <clears throat> so Latank Colt, Mark Zuckerwatch, also AKA Jeff, one of my very best friends, asked, "What do you presume will be the impact of Yuso Rigolo on the team's possession numbers in a Marino lifetime capacity?" So that's actually a good, pretty good question. So obviously, of course, John Marino does play top pairing minutes. Um, so I mean, not top pairing, top four minutes. So that's usually around what twenty minutes a night, twenty one minutes. Um, I honestly, I think his numbers are going to be around fifty percent. I think, I think it, um, overall, I think like for the team wise, I think it'll. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to drag the team down. I know last year he did, but this year he's been a lot better. But in terms of their overall possession numbers and how they rank, I think, seventh in possession, I don't really think it's going to take too big of a hit. I, I, I've been high on Yuso Regula this year. I like him when he's in the lineup. Um, he should be in the lineup even 
when um, even, I mean, he should have been in the lineup before John Marino got hurt. I, I sound like a broken record with that. But I honestly don't think it's going to affect it too, too much. But um, I'd be surprised if it did. You know, hopefully the numbers can go up for the team. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I hopefully he can be a good shot suppressor. He can move the puck. You know, he can just, he can help the Penguins still be a good possession team. And I know he can be. He, he drives play. He doesn't get caught in his own zone. Um, I'm very curious to watch him um, and now that he's back in the lineup uh, going forward. I'm really curious to watch him. So thank you for that, Jeff. Um, I really do think that the team is going to be fine possession-wise, Corsi Fenwick percentage-wise. With him in the lineup, I don't think he's going to tank the team. Like a Jack Johnson who tanks everyone on the team um, when um, he's on the ice. And then last but not least, Logan DeLorenzo. With Marino out longer term, who can we count on to log those minutes? Our, def- our defense and D-zone assignments have been a struggle as of late. Who can come in and lock his minutes and contribute? So, again, really, really good question. It's probably going to have to be Yuso Rikola at this point. Um, it's probably your only uh, your only um, bet. They'll also, if I, I think what they may do, because Pedersen's going to stay on the second pairing, so for logging, replacing his total minutes, they're probably going to have to move Schultz up. And that's a bit of a risk because Justin Schultz has just not been good this season. And it also would not surprise me if they have to go out and get a right shot defenseman at the trade deadline. Now, um, I don't know if a lot of right shot defensemen are available at the trade deadline. I'm not sure if Mike Green is available from Detroit, though. His cap hit is a little, I think it's a little, I think it's high, if I'm not mistaken. I think they paid him a bunch of money. Alec Martinez is out there, but he's a left shot. They're not going to put him on the right side, I don't think. I know they're doing it with Ruido, but I still think that's stupid. Um... But I think they're probably going to count on Schultz logging those minutes. I, I, I would be surprised if he's not getting second-pairing minutes now. When the defense is fully healthy, he's going to be on the third pairing with Jack Johnson, and Marino's going to come back with Pedersen, and Dumoulin will do with Latang. Um, but obviously that's not the case right now. But yeah, I think it's going to have to be um, Justin Schultz at this point. And yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like The D-zone assignments have really struggled as of late. They're... They're not doing some of them are not doing well in the own zone. It might get worse before it gets better. I think it definitely will be, especially with Justin Schultz and the way that he's been playing. He's gonna have to really, really step it up um, over these next um, just you know, really just over these next uh, however many weeks that John Marino will be out because it's it's gonna be needed um, very, very, very badly. All right, so uh, thank you guys so much for all those questions. Uh, for this last segment, we're just going to do a little quick segment before the break. Just going to preview the game against the Panthers. Uh, this will be the final time the teams play this season. Probably be for the rest of the season. They probably will not be in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I would be very surprised if Florida somehow made it through Tampa and Boston to get to the conference final. That is not likely. It, it definitely, I don't think it will happen. I think the Panthers, yeah, they beat them in Pittsburgh last time, but I was also almost like a scheduled loss for the Penguins considering they played the night before and also played like within 20 hours of that next game. So, yeah, that was never really going to happen. And then they played before that, I think, down in um, Florida, and they ended up losing that game. So the Penguins are going to have to try to salvage one of these games. Again, uh, salvage this game against the Panthers to at least get um, one of three victories against the Panthers. Um, Panthers are definitely much better this season, even though Sergei Bobrovsky has struggled. He's not at his usual um, 920 save percentage. He's actually, um, it's just, he's not been really good at all um, this season. Just looking at his numbers, um, yeah, 898 save percentage in 41 games, 20 and 14 and 5. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a yikes in the chat. Going through his last five games, um, his best, his best game, I mean, was against Columbus, 978, but other than that, 793, gave up six goals to Vegas. 
Um, 9-12 against the Maple Leafs, 8-86 against the Canadians, and then 9-14 against Blackhawks. Two of those being wins where he was 9-12 and 9-14, but still, you know, those numbers are just up and down, up and down. He's not been good, but still, Panthers are very potent up front. You know, you know what you're getting in Vincent Trocheck. I think Alexander Barkov is coming back tomorrow night. It looks like he's scheduled to play. You know how good he is. Um, Jonathan Huberto, um, Evgeny Dadnaw of, um... You know, Dennis, oh, Dennis Morgan. He's not like pretty good per se, but whenever I think of uh, Dennis Morgan, of course, it's like you compare it to Evgeny Morgan, it's just it's really really funny. Um, let's see, uh, Mike Hoffman, and the Panthers are gonna have a decision to make at the deadline with uh, Dadnoff and Hoffman being UFAs after the uh, the year. I'll be curious to see if they trade one of them at the deadline or if they keep both, try to make a run, and then you know what, it lets it settle after the season. That's I think gonna be. Um, my big question with the Florida Panthers. Uh, I think a lot of teams have shown interest in Mike Hoffman. Really good shooter, but his skating has been kind of mad. I don't think the Penguins are going to have any interest um, in him at all. <clears throat> but yeah, the, uh, Aaron Ekblad, of course. You know, Pizik, bat on the back end. Um, yeah, like they, this, this, the Panthers, they're 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 good, and they're you know they're very well coached by Joel Quenville. You know, three-time Stanley Cup champion coach. Um, I, I thought they made a great hire by getting him. You know, we all know Dale Talon is going to be very unpredictable for the Panthers at the deadline. I think that's going to be very interesting to see um, what he does to, uh, to see if he wants to upgrade the team. They're battling for that second wild card spot. But yeah, this is going to be a very interesting game for the Penguins, especially now that more injuries have hit. Though I feel think this is a winnable game. Look for Sidney Crosby to hopefully have. Um, a much better game than he played against the Lightning. Um, that was just unacceptable for his standards. He knows it. Apparently, he was the first one out of practice today. That's not. That's nothing out of the ordinary for him. He knows he has to be better. Um, we, we all know if Kenny Malkin's going to show up. Uh, if I had to guess, folks, I think Tristan Jari is going to get this start, and then I think Tristan Jari is also going to get the start against Tampa. You got to get him to start against these uh, some of these playoff teams. You got to have Tristan Jari uh, see Tampa again um, in case that. Um, you know, they play in the playoffs again. Though it also wouldn't surprise me if um, Murray goes tomorrow, but I think I would expect um, Jari to go because they've been kind of 50 50 ing it lately, which is, you know, that's fine. You know, that's, that's fine with me, but, you know, that's that's just what I would expect. He's been, he's been off for a little bit. He didn't play, um, of course, against Sunday against the Capitals and he didn't play this past Thursday against Lightning. So that's basically. Um, like what a week now. So yeah, yeah he, uh, he actually he actually will have not played in yet yeah, eight days. He played on that Friday against the um last Friday against the Flyers that last Friday night. So yeah, it will have been eight days. So yeah, it's it's hopefully good to get him a start. If he does get a start, you don't want him out of lineup for too too long. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked On Penguins. Thank you for a great week. Um, we'll be back here on Monday. We'll, we'll talk about the game against the Panthers. Our preview next week. It's a big week for the Penguins, as of course they have Tampa. Then I think they have Toronto, a home and home with Ben coming up. That's going to be two big games. Schedule's turning nasty, folks. But you know what? Keep it right here on Locked On Penguins. We're going to have um, a breakdown of each game. We're going to keep talking Penguins. And no matter how many injured players are, hopefully we maybe get a trade next week from Jinrod the Third. We're two and a half weeks away from the deadline, everyone. We're getting that much more closer. All right, everyone, have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful weekend. Um, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. We'll live tweet the game tomorrow. Show me, tell me your thoughts about everything. And we'll talk to you all on Monday.